Talk to us now and go to the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Pervoye Morich on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, round two, we should have Matt from CultivateElevate.com joining us uh, in a bit. The meme of the day for me goes to, it's it's a, it's a well, at first it says, tr- um, trust the government or fight a bear. And then it says me, and it shows a photo of a man fighting with a bear. That would have been my choice. I would rather fight a bear than trust the government, any government. I don't care what government uh, it is. Apparently, Dr. Phil, Dr. Phil is at the southern border now, blasting Kamala Harris and speaking out against the Biden border crisis, calling it a humanitarian crisis, unlike anything we've seen before. Some of the comments, you know it's bad when Dr. Phil is involved. Uh, The move from Dr. Phil came after he announced he was going to visit Texas to see for myself. He said, quote, more than 6 million illegal immigrants have crossed the Texas southern border in just three years. That's more than the population of 33 different states in this country. So that's uh, interesting. Um, some interesting news coming out of South Dakota, where lawmakers introduced groundbreaking legislation that would help protect the retirement accounts and property rights of the citizens in the state. And legislators in states across the country should consider similar action because without important legal changes, tens of millions of American families could be at risk of suffering substantial financial and or property losses in the event of a future financial crash. We've had people like um, David Webb, is it, of The Great Taking, talking about that. And there's no telling um, what it's going to look like when the financial tomato hits the fan and and, and um, what our bank accounts might look like or anything you know people have on on credit whether it's their their car or home um this looks like a good step in the right direction but it also kind of means maybe the fact that lawmakers are making um such moves maybe they know something that we don't are we closer to the edge of the cliff and new york city is launching a 53 million dollar program to hand out prepaid credit cards to migrant families which if you ask me is absolutely insane uh so eric adams the major the the mayor his administration will begin handing out these prepaid credit cards to migrant families being put up in big apple hotels i mean this really it feels like we're watching you know some kurt russell escape from new york dystopia um sci-fi film it's you know maybe that was like a documentary uh, you know, maybe New York is actually going to look like uh, Escape from New York. I love that movie. And the sequel, Escape from L.A. I wish they would have made a third one. Um, so that's going on. Some war news. Russia and China unite over U.S. bioweapons threats. The two have pledged to collaborate in confronting dangers posed by the Pentagon's biological activities. Uh that's something i guess uh, the russian ministry of defense for the past couple of years have just been 
shouting from the hilltop about how USAID and Fauci and and the Pentagon have been behind a lot of the of behind COVID basically, and it just doesn't get any traction. Uh, they say that the meeting confirmed the unity of approaches of Russia and China to the biological security. Particular attention was paid to the military biological activities of the U.S. Um, and nothing really groundbreaking here, but that news in a, in and of itself is kind of interesting. And The Telegraph um, posted an article relating to the feedback they've been getting from Telegraph readers. And I think this is interesting. And it says, talk of a third world war needs to stop. Telegraph readers respond to the threat of global conflict. And I think they've got a point. Sometimes I'm guilty of this by relating the news and the headlines. Um, am I propagating the inevitable third world war? And readers have a point, you know, let's stop hyping it up. You know, it doesn't mean it's inevitable. Uh, so that's there's some pushback right there. Uh, but also, nonetheless, plans for U.S. strikes on Iranian uh, personnel and facilities in Iraq, Syria were approved. And um, it seems like today the Biden administration has begun retaliatory strikes. Kevor Kamasian of Syriana Analysis, who does great work, I've interviewed him. He's out in Germany. He says the U.S. Air Force is bombing eastern Syria near Al-Mayadeen. Syria is a sovereign country which has not attacked the United States. A clear violation of international law. And if you just sit back and think about that, it's like, he's right. Syria is just there minding its own business. And it's getting bombed by the U.S. And there are U.S. troops exfiltrating 80% of their oil. Like that doesn't make doesn't make any sense. How is that possible? Just, Syria didn't do anything to anyone. It's like USA randomly invades. I don't know what, what whatever other country. I mean, total hypocrisy, absolute insanity. Uh, so that's going on, and um, yeah. And then there was an interesting piece from the Hill titled "Why Did the NIH Abruptly Halt Research." on the harms of cell phone radiation uh, because, uh, yeah, they don't want to show you how. It's the same thing with the vaccines and the cell phone radiation now. Don't do a study of the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. Don't, don't uh, you know, look at the harms of cell phone radiation because the truth will come out. So they're like, yeah, let's just stop. We're going to halt the research uh, on that. And we're going to look at uh, something else. So, uh, all right. Um, did you know there are many ways you can watch or listen to TNT? You can stream direct from the website uh, on your desktop, tablet, or mobile device. You can download the TNT app from the app stores. Uh, we're also streaming live on X, Pentagon Tube, as I like to call it, YouTube, Rumble, and Odyssey. All your bases belong to us, as they used to say back in the 80s. We've got you covered on TNT. The latest headlines waiting for you. I follow the news pretty much throughout the day. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. The City University of New York has reportedly pumped $6,000 into a linguistics study with the intent to determine whether or not transgender or non-binary individuals speak or write with a... Okay, this is the first time I'm coming across this. With a, with a transgender accent. 
here with the story joining me once again tnt news producer adam clark codename ruckus Thanks, Sorori. Yeah, this is a new one on me too. Um, the 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 City University of New York, by the way, uh, CUNY, because uh, it breaks down into C U N Y, but I believe they call it, they actually call it CUNY. Uh, this is actually the public university system of New York City. In case you didn't know, it's actually the largest urban university system in the United States. It's made up of twenty five campuses, eleven senior colleges, seven community colleges, and seven professional institutions and they are the ones who have awarded this six thousand dollars uh, in the form of a research grant uh, this was provided to one theodore manning who describes himself as a linguist comma grad student and also self-describes uh, as a menace yep uh, th this person's pronouns are Han Hanet Hanen, which are Finnish, and I probably misspoke. I do apologize. Now, according to YAF, uh, the researcher has been asked by the University of Colorado Boulder to present the findings of the 16th, 16 month investigation. Manning's research reportedly involved contacting nearly 100 quote unquote transgender and non binary people to request that participate that respondents participate in the study which is called map lemon Alrighty, the demographic study is steeped in identity politics politics and stated that the data from quote unquote minority backgrounds is analyzed by quote people from those same backgrounds so that the data is properly handled and understood end quote the study authors claim that their methodology is a concept that is a response to outcry from, quote, queer communities and Native American communities, end quote, and could help prove, quote, prevalent queer theory ideas, end quote, including the field of, quote, trans linguistics, end quote. The study's activity has participants write and verbally communicate directions for a fictional character named Chad Lemon Lover to get a fictional lemonade stand. Then participants were asked to provide, quote, detailed instructions for making lemonade, end quote. I hope that's not code for something. Uh, the participants are then asked to fill out a questionnaire that includes age, gender identity, quote unquote, sex assigned at birth, race, languages used, and more. It's quite scientific, don't you know? The data provided is allegedly used to, quote, better understand the effects that educational, cultural, regional, and socioeconomic background, end quote, have on respondents' answers. The participants were awarded some money for their participation in the form of $5. Manning reportedly collaborated with graduate students at Harvard, Duquesne, and the University of Pittsburgh to analyze the responses. The study claimed that the writing results from, quote, transgender men, FTM, and transgender women, MTF, end quote, seemed to be indicative of a, quote, transgender accent, end quote. Yep. It also determined that cisgender men and, quote, unquote, masculinity are the most, quote, exclusive gender presentation, end quote. Yep. The University of Colorado Boulder stated that the study's findings have included 
quote unquote, groundbreaking discoveries, quote, about the possibility of a transgender accent, end quote. It also claimed that the study yielded results that lend to the suggestion that transgender and non-binary people, quote, write most similarly to their gender as opposed to their sex assigned at birth, end quote. Ah, Hervori, good money well spent. What do you think about this discovery? Why aren't they building stuff? You know, it's just so what a waste of money. People have nothing better to do. You know, it's this is the problem in the West when you have too much money, uh, when you're too comfortable, you know, too many options at the local supermarket. And, you know, I, I recently gave an interview to a, the unbecoming Substack, and I was just it was really off the cuff. I, I kind of tend not to have enough time to even think about my responses. I just whatever comes out. And I was just reminiscing about all my time living around the world in Mongolia, Kazakhstan, Mexico. And you, you just think most people in the world, they just want, these are my observations living with these people. Most people just want better economy, you know, more money to, to buy the basics in, in life. Uh, you know, once they have a nice, decent roof over their heads, a, a car, maybe, uh, you know, a, a computer, then they'll want to explore their dreams, skills and, and desires. And none of them even think about, uh, you know, transgender, what is it, accent, like it doesn't even come close, like it doesn't even register in their universe. And it's really, you know, I think we need to, we need to ship some of these um, people from uh, CUNY uh, to, to, to go live in a yurt in in the gobi um or you know something like that to, to sort of get get back get get some sense back into them i i, I don't know what do you make of it ruckus uh i i should probably consult with elmo about this one to be honest with you because i don't know how i feel about it um and he's the world's counselor now um I don't know. Uh, this is its just a giant waste of time, a giant waste of energy, a giant waste of money, and uh, quite sadly, a giant reminder of where we are uh, as a society. But I guess the silver lining is, Harori, we do live in an age and a place where when life hands you transgender lemons, you make transgender lemonade. Yeah, and... <sighs> I was thinking, you know, what do we really need? I, I think liberal arts is just, especially in the West, why don't they build stuff like energy? Like, you know, the world needs energy. New, they can build new technologies um, for water, for heating, for this is the stuff that we need, not not this liberal arts nonsense. That's why you're having, you know, the, uh, the plumbers and carpenters, uh, you know, What's going to happen is these kids, they're going to get out of um, college with $100,000 debt. Meanwhile, the plumbers and carpenters and electricians are going to just going to be uh, swimming in, 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 in cash. And any final thought, Ruckus? Yeah, actually, I don't know if you're a fan of South Park, but they did uh, this thing called uh, Into the Pandaverse episode recently. That was pretty funny, but that was actually the the... the the plot of the film involved the fact that nobody knew how to do anything because they have no skills and the uh the handymen were the the rich elite people because they knew how to fix stuff it was hilarious yeah maybe that's our uh future all right have a great um weekend ruckus enjoy the texas barbecue uh 
for me. We've got Matt uh, from CultivateElevate.com joining us. He's very fascinating. Uh, you can call in and chat with him if you like. We'll be right back. TNT's Misty Winston. She says, how is anyone still talking about October 7th? What Israel has done since October 7th is many times worse than what happened on that day by any conceivable metric. The only way to feel otherwise is to believe Israeli lives are worth many times more than Palestinian lives. How is Israeli suffering still being centered over vastly less significant acts of violence three months ago, while ex exponentially worse violence and suffering is being inflicted by Israelis right this very moment? If your nation is attacked and you respond to that attack by immediately murdering thousands of children with incredible savagery, then you forfeit any right to expect anyone to give a shit that your nation was attacked. Israel responded to the Hamas attack by doing something much, much worse than anything Hamas has ever done, and in doing so, completely delegitimizing itself as a state and completely validating everything the Palestinian resistance has been saying about the state of Israel since day one. Misty Winston on today's News Talk TNT. A better business tip from TNT Radio. The benefits of advertising on today's news talk, TNT Radio, should be clear to businesses of any shape or size. It can be accessed anywhere, anytime, by anybody, and is the perfect way to build brand awareness and stimulate digital activity. If you'd like more information about advertising on TNT Radio, simply fill out your details on our contact page and we'll be in touch. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. It sounds pretty good. It's it sounds like, real, it's dude. Not bad, huh? This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Joining us for the first time on the Rebel Transmission is Matt of Cultivate Elevates, uh, where he brings back information that's been suppressed and has caused our society to become sicker and weaker. His mission is to educate and empower individuals to rise above the state of fear because there are always solutions. Cultivate, uh, elevate. Com. Welcome to TNT, Matt. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for coming on. You know, I'm always looking for interesting folks, and I, I found you uh, somewhere. And then uh, you've got a huge following on on um, Telegram. I just joined fifty plus thousand. Uh, I just saw your latest video. Uh, you had three hundred thousand on TikTok. You were just, I think, deleted um, there. And I, I saw you on Mike Adams. Um, program as well and and maybe just because uh, it's the first time we're having you on if you could just tell us a bit about uh, yourself and the work that you're doing of course so you know cultivate elevate was founded so that we would have you know solutions and not fear because we're always put in the fear state and our whole company was based on providing solutions and we have a whole different line of superfoods all to help elevate your health help to feed different pathways and address the root cause of illness because a lot of times when we're you know, focusing on illness. We don't focus on the root cause, but that's what Cultivate Elevate is all about. And yes, I've been deleted off of TikTok. I was showing the winter that is being created or orchestrated weather events and going out and filming my skies and showing all the barrage in the skies. And then all of a sudden a winter storm would appear and all these things would happen. And I guess that went against the community guidelines. They said that that is not okay. And then I also showed all the .gov websites of the Weather Modification Act of 1976, the Weather Modification Act of 1979, and all the other ones that are three-letter agencies involved in that. And I guess that went against the guidelines as well. So they decided to delete my account. And I post about all, all different types of topics, you know, whether it's related to weather, whether it's related to energy, electroculture, superfoods all different you know ways of just to heal and, and be knowledgeable 
on everything in which we face. And, and I would agree with you when it comes to solutions and not having fear. A couple of weeks back, I was at the Greater Reset uh, Conference um, here in Morelia, uh, Mexico, Derek Rose, John Bush. Um, so it's like the anti-Davos group. And I think in a week or so, I'm going to Anacapulco, uh, down in Acapulco, uh, Mexico, which have the same idea of, of um, solutions. But I, I do always want to get my guests' view on the problem first. And so, you know, at this juncture, what's your take on where we are with the whole Great Reset project and uh, and these freaks like uh, Bill Gates and, as I call him, Cobra Commander Klaus Schwab? Um, where do you feel we are with um, with them? And and um, wh what, uh, what are some of the things that maybe freak you out the most in terms of uh, their agenda? Well, I think there's two different paths, you know, and I think 2020 really opened up a lot of eyes. And I think there's two different paths with all of the stuff in which they're trying to do. There's one side which is moving towards the same thing that it was originally doing before 2020. And then there's another path of people realizing that they can grow their own food, get their own water, you know, get their own energy and not listen to all of this. Because that's the other thing, like people have to say no and they don't have to agree with everything in which they're trying to say, like you need to eat bugs and stop gardening and stop growing your food and all these things that don't make a lot of sense, you know, when you really start to think about it, like they don't want you to be self-sufficient. But, you know, overall, I mean, I've started to learn there's counters towards everything. You know, when I was looking at all the stuff related to the weather, you had Wilhelm Reich and Trevor James Constable, who created different devices to actually counter all of this stuff in the 1950s. That's why Wilhelm Reich went to, went to jail. So, you know, when it comes to every initiative that they try to do, I think there's a counter towards everything. And I think the only way that maybe they were to, you know, attempt to stop, you know, all of the things that they're trying to do to us or us from connecting is trying to ban the Internet. But then if you get rid of the Internet, then how will you get any data? You know, so it's a very tricky, you know, slope of them trying to do things. Then they can try to say you have to be registered. But then that 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 opens up things with like VPNs and private organizations and things like that. So. I think it's very challenging for them to do what they really want to do. So in my mind, I just see it as, you know, we're here and we're coming up with solutions and we can keep coming up with solutions or we can sit in fear. And then that fear will keep us trapped from thinking logically and they will keep trying to do more. But I, my view through the last, I would say, couple of years is seeing that there's so many people opening up their eyes, you know, to everything. So they're really trying to you know, pull, uh, you know, disease X with germs. And then if it's not that it's an alien invasion, you know, and it's always some, something silly, but they're going to, they're going to keep trying these things. But at least in my point, I see people pushing back a lot. And I think that's only going to continue. Yeah. So then talking more on solutions. And again, you cover a wide variety uh, of, of um, stuff. And maybe the thing that I freak out most about is I call it the algorithm ghetto. That's what Edwin Black calls it the social credit system, the CBDC, you know, the cashless economy, what would be then, you know, your thoughts on that and what would be ways to counteract that? So, you know, a lot of people can go back to trade and barter, you know, you could be growing food and trading it with your, your, your neighbors and your community. You know, you should really get to know your neighbors. If you don't know your neighbors, you should know them, you know, because the more they try to enact all of these things, the, they're, they're hoping that we stay disconnected. You know, that we don't connect with one another. And that's kind of part of the cashless thing. I think if they pull the whole cashless thing and try to do it, initiate it and go like that and everybody's got no cash, 
I think that will cause a giant revolution. And that's just my opinion. I, I, I've started to, you know, in 2016, I was in a lot of rabbit holes. And I've, you know, thought that a lot of things would kind of play out in a certain way. And that's because I was in a bunch. But I started to realize it's very hard for them to do certain things and do them, especially, at least in my opinion now, like you see what's going on in Germany and France and Poland and all the farmers, all the people resisting and whatever else. If you try to ban cash, I think it'll just cause, because you still have 50%, I think it's 42% or 50% of people in America use cash. It's There's still a huge stat of that. So if you try to do that, I think it would cause a big stir. Now, there are some banks closing down and there's less branches and they're trying to move towards online banking. But I think the presence of people still going in will be there. But yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I used to want to think that they'll try to pull everything. But now I just I kind of laugh about a lot of it now, you know, because I start to realize like you can do that, but you're only going to get met with a lot of resistance, at least in my opinion. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's an optimistic view. Uh, real quick, we're going to jump to our headlines we shall return what time is it now tnt radio news you know what time it is yeah. time to read some news for tnt this is james o'neill fulton county georgia district attorney fanny willis involved in a probe against donald trump admitted in a recent court filing that she had a private relationship with fellow prosecutor nathan wade who she appointed in the trump investigation Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer announced plans to expedite the Senate vote on a significant migration-expanding border plan, which also includes substantial aid for Ukraine. Are you enjoying listening to TNT Radio? Do you think we're doing a good job? Then please let us know. Why not leave us a like or a positive review or comment on Facebook, Gab, or Getter? Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. We're talking to Matt from Cultivate elevates.com uh and again if, if, if you want to just remind us where the best places to find you i think the website and there there's a link to your youtube uh telegram uh and instagram at the at the, the bottom of the website as well as your newsletter are those the best places yes so telegram would be the best you know we have a lot of uncensored information on there and then you can find more on our blog and youtube and rumble i put up videos every single monday usually two times a week with a lot of different information, a lot of things to find there. All right. And maybe to get your thoughts on health, you guys uh, sell mushrooms, uh, which I'm a, um, a fan of. Uh, and I think it's important for our health. And, and so maybe get, turning towards health, you know, we, we're coming out of COVID-1984, as I like to call it, big pharma, big agra. Um, the, the food is just increasingly more polluted you know just go you go they're they're playing games you know used to say gmo now it's bioengineered and then then the lists just keep getting longer and this is basically for forcing us to just to at least myself and others that that i see disengage uh, and start looking for alternatives whether it's growing our own food finding farmers and so what's your take on um a big pharma um covid and and how to get how to sort of um save ourselves from the tyranny of, of big pharma Well, the whole pandemic was radiation poisoning, you know, loss of smell, loss of taste, radio wave sickness. And that was covered in the book, The Invisible Rainbow and the Contagion Myth. So great books to look into for anybody who wants to dive into that. But, you know, and that's why it's important to get rid of Wi-Fi out of the house, you know, hardwire all your devices, get rid of Wi-Fi, you know, get an Ethernet cord, connect things back with the wires like we used to do, you know, get rid of that pinging. Because a lot of the times people don't realize that a lot of their health ailments are coming from 
the EMF, the Wi-Fi, you know, the frequencies, they're, they're microwave waves. You know, the 1970s, uh, the U.S. State, Navy studied all that, non-ionizing radiation, all the side effects that came with that. And we're still selling devices that are deemed as safe and whatever else still to this day. But, you know, when it comes to that, I would say that's the first one. You know, and then when you go into your health, you know, growing your own food, you can connect back with electroculture. I've talked about how people can use copper to amplify their yields and create little antennas that basically gather static fields so that they can increase their yields. That's one thing, you know, connecting to your local farmer, going to your farmer's market, knowing where your food is coming from, where it's sourced, that it doesn't have pesticides and GMOs and gene editing and flavoring, citric acid, maltodextrin, you know, things like that. And then, you know, I would say the other thing you can start doing, like as we've talked about with superfoods, you have things like Shilajat. Shilajat provides the body with 84 of 102 minerals because we're missing a lot of minerals now because our soil has been, you know, bombarded with 4 billion pounds of glyphosate and pesticides. And that's a lot of the times what people are also having issues with is the fact that they have so many pesticides and heavy metals in their body and they need to detox and get that out. You know, and you have to think of like your food is not like 1901 anymore. It's changed a lot. You know, same with your water. If you're not filtering your water, there could be heavy metals coming in the body, going up into the brain. You know, so it's paying attention to everyday practices, which will determine your health. And then the last one with that, which is not talked about, but is food, is going out into nature and getting the sun. You get so many beautiful minerals from being out in the sun. I was just sun gazing like 20 minutes ago. But connecting with the sun is important because you're getting the full spectrum of light. Just like when you eat, how they tell you to eat the rainbow, you want to eat the full spectrum and the full color spectrum. So same exact thing with the sunshine. It works like that, too. Yeah, I do that as often as I can. I go on my roof uh, to catch, you know, half hour of, of sun as often as I can. And um, I had a guest on recently and I, who I would agree with that the, the soil you know, something's gone wrong with the soil and that we can't get uh, enough of the vitamins or minerals just from eating food. Uh, and, you know, I take uh, a, a regimen of, of vitamins and supplements. And, you know, you guys, I I, I think I read that you're um, the, the source for the mushrooms that you sell is out in Siberia or or, or somewhere. Uh, and so what, what are some other key uh, supplements you think people should take i mean you mentioned vitamin d um mushrooms i think vitamin c is also important um, thoughts there so with that one i would say lion's mane lion's mane is great at regenerating the neural pathways and helping with cognition you know really helping with the frontal cortex the frontal cortex is highly attacked by wi-fi you know that's the first thing it goes for all of the things that are going for the frontal cortex so lion's mane is really great at that you also have pearl powder which is a really cool one it's just pearls you know, back when they used to put pearls in people's mouths as a tooth replacement, it was called pearly whites. That's where that term came from. But pearls have magnesium carbonate and selenium carbonate and also structured water. Coolest study that I ever read about was a lady who was healing cataracts with pearl powder. And it's interesting because a lot of these screens and all of these things mess with our eyes because of the structured water in there. But she did a study where she had about 100 patients. She gave them pearl powder. And 60 to 70 of those patients after two months of using pearl powder actually had their cataracts reversed. So you sit there and think, well, when you think of cataracts and you think of eye issues, you think of how things are supposed to get worse and worse. But what I've started to learn is that everything is reversible if we just address the root cause. 
And pearl powder works real well for that. So if people are having eye issues, you know, you can use pearl, you can do eyesight exercises, and you can also get UV transmitting glasses or contacts because blocking out the UV spectrum makes our eyes weaker over time. Us being indoors all the time, we're doing the same exact thing. We're blocking the UV spectrum. So it's quite the opposite of what we've been told. And there's a great book, Light as Medicine by Jacob Liberman that people can look into that has even more information on the benefits of light and, and all of those things. But the last one I would say is Dragon's Blood. It's a really cool one. It's an ancient tree sap. It's from the Draco tree. It has over 3 million antioxidants on the auric value. And it's interesting because chaga mushroom is about 50,000, blueberries are about 10,000, and dragon's blood is 3 million. And if a person is suffering from a skin issue, they actually used to use dragon's blood, they would put it on a wound, and that wound would begin to heal. It worked just like a Band-Aid, a natural Band-Aid in South America. So you take a little dragon's blood, you can place it on the skin, or you can take you know capsules with it, but you're just bringing in those antioxidants to help repair. Because like you said, our soil is missing a lot. You know, it's, it's, it's changed so much. And the more Monsanto bombards, you know, everything with glyphosate and all these chemical concoctions, you know, the, the worse it has became, you know. And then a lot of the times, too, when the food is in the grocery store, the lights lower the nutritional value. This was shown in the book Health and Light by Dr. John Ott, where he was showing that fluorescent bulbs lower the nutritional value by 60 to 70% just by sitting out in that light. So if you think about your food, if it's been sitting on the shelf, it's pasteurized, it's been all of that, it's been changed. And we you know, need certain things that are extra to help kind of bring, that, bring back those minerals. Yeah, you mentioned fluorescent bulbs. I've make, made it a point uh, in my home to have, yeah, in Candace, and I can still purchase them uh, online. So uh, in any of the rooms, that are vital of not using uh, anything except incandescent um, light bulbs. And that brings me to the topic of energy, which I, I've seen you also comment on, you know, the whole climate agenda, the green agenda. Uh, I'm a believer that oil is abiotic, that it comes out of the earth. But then the question is, you know, how how uh, renewable is it versus our rate of extraction? But uh, what are your, what's your thought on the whole green agenda where they want us to eat meat? You know, you keep reading um every today it was reported um you know cocoa is at a high price um meats uh, i think the, the the cattle in the us it's the lowest since 1951 which is keeping the meat prices higher and decreasing the profit for meat processors which you know long term that would make klaus schwab happy if they go out of business but uh your thoughts on on their obsession with reducing our energy you know coal oil uh you name it. Well, I think if you block out the skies with chemtrails, how will your solar panels work? You know, that's one question to kind of ask. And then also, too, when you mess with the weather and things freeze, you know, as we saw with the electric vehicles, how will anything function? You know, if, if it gets below 20 degrees, the Teslas don't work anymore. Well, two thirds of the country gets below 20, 20 degrees, you know, so that doesn't make a lot of sense. And then, you know, when you get to the windmills, which are just thrown away in the dirt, you know, in like North Dakota, and there's just like, you know, thousands of them that they're trying to hide over there. You know, you see that a lot of this stuff doesn't make a lot of sense, like long term, that's for sure. And then when you get into energy, you know, they're trying to move us back into a time before we even had anything of like any technology. You know, I, like you just said, they banned the, the, the incandescent bulbs 
in America. They banned, which is interesting. They banned the 20 watts and the 40 watts. They didn't ban the 60 watts that use more energy. They banned the 20 watts and the 40 watts. You know, so they always do something that doesn't even make any sense. And to top it off, the oldest long-standing light bulb in America is an incandescent bulb, the Centennial bulb. It's still burning in California and has been burning since 1904. Over 120 years and still burning. And there's a great documentary called The Light Bulb Conspiracy, which talks about how they've orchestrated to make things break faster, such as light bulbs, such as your stove, your fridge, your car, your computers. You know, Apple actually got sued. They were one of the first people who got sued about that because of the batteries in the iPods. So, you know, you start to see and go, okay, well, you're trying to tell me I'm using too much energy, but you're also engineering everything to fall apart. And then blame me and say it's my fault, but you've engineered and paid millions of dollars to engineer to make it fall apart. So then who's at fault? Because I look at like, if we want to go with energy, the light bulb companies, General Electric, they all got together. It's called the Phobius Cartel in 1920s to make the light bulbs not last as long. So you start to sit there and go, well, then why am I to blame about me using my light bulb when you guys are actually changing it and making them fall apart faster? or making them use more energy and then trying to sell me a light bulb like the LED, which is going to give me cataracts. You know, it, it, you start to see all these things that don't make sense in that. And then when it comes to energy, I like to look at the, the old world. So before the 1900s and the resets and the Rockefellers taking over things, I mean, you see these beautiful buildings like in Chicago, St. Louis, New York, you know, Buffalo, San Francisco that are just lit up with light bulbs millions and millions of light bulbs. And you sit there and think, well, then how did they produce that much energy? This was all before, you know, the oil takeover and everything else. Somebody understood that you could use different materials, such as water, such as mercury, you know, all these different things to produce practically free energy, even if you get into radium and all of those, you know, things with the fireplaces and stuff like that. So when we get into the whole, what we're doing is wrong, I look at it like, well, the people who are telling us what we're doing is wrong are also flying around in a bunch of jets telling us that we're producing the climate change, you know, and the energy issues. Yeah, those are some great points. And, you know, again, when it comes to solutions for energy, what are some of your thoughts um, when it comes to things that people can do uh, on their own? Uh, I've seen people experimenting with all sorts of stuff, you know, and I believe that cars can be run on people have said water or or other stuff a lot of that stuff is suppressed but um or, or, or you know even in the main things that are being worked on in the on the mainstream what do you see um as some solutions when it comes to energy or or where things might go in the future so there's a couple of things people can look into you know hydrogen and helium used to be very popular back when the blimps were flying around you know that was a very cheap source of energy and there's no pollution with it you know, so, so people should look into that. There's also cars that ran on hydrogen in the 1970s to the 1980s. There's also a car that ran on water. I think it's the Stanley Steamer. That was 1976 or the Stanley Water Car. You know, somebody can look into that. Uh, you can also look into Herman Clausen, 1910, atmospheric energy and all the things he was doing where he was using balloons and he was sending them up into the air and he would collect the energy that's up there because the taller up we go, the more energy that's there. You know, and that's what all of these old world buildings were tapping into. 
you know, people can look into different things with wind energy. They were using a lot of wind energy back with um, the old world Chicago, 1893, and all these intricate windmills and, and massive ones and things like that. You know, but when you start to look at energy, you see that people were using mercury too. If you spin mercury, you know, it produces voltage. That's where a lot of the uh, mercury arc mercury arc engines that used to be very popular in the 1900s. But my whole thing is if people want solutions, you have to look before 1920. If you focus on what we are shown today, you're going to use the same Rockefeller technology and try to figure it out. But you need to go before things were taken over. In 1920s, that's about when the book started changing. But like even you had, what's funny, you had electric vehicles in 1888. You know, you you had, we already had the technology. It was only till like, what, 2000 with the, you know, the ugly Toyota Prius came out. And then you had like the first electric vehicle type of thing. But we had all this and they use different types of batteries. And if people want to get into batteries, you can look at a Nathan B. Stubbenfield and a couple different people who are creating different types of batteries. But you can make batteries on anything. And like I said, the taller you go up, the more energy that's up there. You know, so it's just there's there's so much, but it's important to look before the information of 1920s, because the information after that is, well, we're running out and it's your fault. You know, that's what it was. Yeah, that is uh, fascinating. It's it's time for our break. Again, the website cultivate elevate dot com. You'll find the links there to Matt's um, other channels. The telegram is elevate thy mind. I've already joined. Uh, feel free to leave any questions in the chat or call in. We'll be right back. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. Last week when Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about the position of Joe Biden when it comes to late-term abortions, she had the phony rhetoric ready to go. What I will say is majority of Americans, majority of Americans wants to see their rights protected, wants to see women have their rights protected wants to be able to wants want women to be able to make those deeply deeply personal decisions on their bodies on their own not politicians that's what majority of americans want to see and so the president's going to stand with majority of americans on this issue those unborn babies have any rights then? I'm not going to get into that specific. I'm not going to get into that question. Rights for unborn babies? What are you, mad? <laughs> but let's take a look at how Americans really feel about the issue of abortion. This is from Gallup, May of last year. Only 34% of Americans believe abortion should be legal under all circumstances. 34%. A majority, 64%, say limited circumstances or not at all. And in the same poll, only 22% of Americans believe third trimester abortion should be legal at all. It just shows that Karine Jean-Pierre and her leftist buddies are a bunch of liars. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on TNT. You ever heard of a polyp? Sounds like a rare species of toad. Actually, it's a lump that grows inside me, your bowel. Look, I'm pretty sure if you had a strange lump growing on your forehead, you might get it looked at, right? But when they're growing inside me, nothing, nada. And the polyps I get can lead to Australia's second deadliest cancer. So, until there's a way to make them grow on your face, it's up to you to get me looked at. Got it? This is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
It's our final segment with Matt from CultivateElevate.com. Someone in the chat was saying this guest is weather war wise. Someone else asked the question, is there really a lost world of energy? I would love that to be true. And uh, as you mentioned, the EVs back in the day, I've seen that as well. And then the, my question for you would be, what's their game? It's kind of strange if we had the evs before and now they're all obsessed about bringing them rolling them out again um i'm down here in mexico elon musk is opening i think a tesla building in the state of nuevo leon um what do you think the game is here where the elites just want to keep the good stuff to themselves and keep us as serfs and, and plebes in some sort of neo-feudalism or, or or what well, you know, with the technology already being there, they're going to roll out the same technology, except for they will reduce the usage. You know, so for example, the 1888 electric vehicles, you could get 1000 miles to the charge. What does a Tesla get? Maybe 200, you know, so you get the same technology, but now you've had it reduced by 80%. Now, the other thing too, is they're putting kill switches in those cars. You know, that's one thing. So they can just turn them off. You know, they can limit your ability to, you know, if you wanted to leave the city, you wouldn't be able to leave. You know, those things are also connected up to the Internet of Things. And then if we get into the whole things that they're trying to put into people, you know, and all those things which have RF chips and things like that. And if you think of the Tesla, you think of a snake bite. You know, you think of a viper bite when you look at that logo, you know, it looks like a viper bite. So, you know, you, you put a chip into the person and then they have this electric vehicle and then you're tracking and tracing them you know, and basically controlling every aspect. And think about it too. They have TVs in the cars. Like when you have to watch television to drive, you know, you're supposed to be operating a vehicle. We all know that people talking on cell phones, it causes accidents. So, you know, they're giving people things to be entertained, but then also taking away all the ability for them to get out of the 15 minute city. Because if you think about it with the electric vehicles, it is for the 15 minute city because you can't leave within X amount of miles. You have to stay put in that. So, you know, that's, that's why I say like people have to be aware of every plan that they're trying to do. They're just trying to corral the people, make them, you know, not independent anymore and make them dependent on the system and then try to tell them that like, they're gonna be the happiest person ever after they have everything taken away from them. You know, so it doesn't make a lot of sense. And with Musk right now, you know, he's got the, the internet nonsense with the Starlink, you know, so he would control your internet. He's selling homes, you know, which is another one. So he'd own your house. Then he'd have your car. Then he has a social media platform. And then he has a chip that he wants to put in your brain. So when you go through those lists, you know, it, does, it looks like a monopoly to me, even though monopolies don't exist here. You know, if you think about it, that's kind of a monopoly. And then you become part of that monopoly all your data and everything that you do. And then you're, if you move it into what you said about in the beginning with the digital money, now all of a sudden everything is tied up into one, you know, social credit score type of situation. And it's a monopoly on every single thing that you do. So that's kind of how I see it. I see it as this technology existed. It was free. Everybody had access to it. And that's why sharing is so important. So people can realize what actually used to happen. Because if we don't share and we're not aware of those things in the past, then if they try to roll these things out, you shouldn't be the first to line up for a $40 gift card, you know, to get one of these in your arms or anything like that. Yeah, and, and we are free to speak uh, when it comes to all, uh, all of this. Uh, the, 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 I call it the Pentagon um, juice, Darpajin. 
uh therapy and i i do actually have a starlink I, and i was using it the the, the past uh, week because my internet went went down but i fully agree with um you and you know we had on the program last night joe allen of steve bannon's war room to talk transhumanism and i i'd agree with him that the future he sees is idiocracy with algorithms kind of like that's the best that maybe they that they'll be able to to get some sort of kafkaesque uh dystopian uh, scenario and i did want to ask you about geoengineering that's something that's not discussed uh, enough we've got experts like dane wigington um, um, the late michael j murphy i interviewed him about a decade ago on my um podcast he produced what in the world are they spraying which is fantastic um just your and, and i think the the problem with talking about geoengineering is there's maybe less evidence you know when it comes to something like COVID or other stuff we've got a lot of documentation we can kind of figure out what's going on but they, they're secretly spraying um probably in most countries around the world um your further thoughts on uh geoengineering so yeah the, i mean the documents if people want to look into things like this so they can research and understand it weather modification act of 1976 weather modification act of 1979 you know those are two great documents that just show pretty much everything but yeah i mean when you look at it next week there's california is supposed to get flooded you know they just talked about an atmospheric river and the thing is they they normalize these terms they just keep saying them that you know that now all of a sudden there's atmospheric rivers and then there's derechos and then there was um there was like tornadoes in florida you know stuff that just doesn't even make any sense or or hurricanes going all the way up the east coast like starting in florida and moving all the way to maine you know when do you know any of these things happening but they do a lot of stuff from the ocean you know that's that's the thing i think that also is missing you know you see a lot in the air but they have little ships off the side of the ocean and they can do things all off the ocean because you can see the airplanes but you know from the ocean you can't see much and so you know when it comes to this there's there's some great people to look into like i was talking about with wilhelm reich and the cloudbuster that's actually a counter towards a lot of this stuff you know and i've actually done stuff with like you can punch holes in the in in the chemical spray that they put up there with those cloud busters. And then Trevor James Constable, who is one person who's had his website completely deleted. He actually worked for the US Navy in the 1980s. He was the one who cleared up all the smog in Los Angeles. So there was all this smog and they were saying it was the cars and hairspray was doing it and all these funny things. But you know, at the time, he actually cleared it all up. He did etheric weather engineering, which was actually a positive of weather engineering, which we don't know, you know, too much of, but he actually created these different devices, which would spin. And as he would drive, they would balance out the atmosphere and get all these toxins out of the air. So he's an important person to look into. But yeah, the, the weather modification situation has been going on for a long time. You have patents going back to the 1910, 1902, 1903, you know, and when we look back at like the, you know, all the, the great fires, and the hurricanes, 1880s, 1881, 1882, 1883, you know, you start to look at all these things, there's all these fires, there's all these hurricanes, there's all these earthquakes. You would almost think somebody was doing that. And Tesla created, or Nikola Tesla, I should say, Nikola Tesla created an earthquake machine. You know, back in about, I think it was about 1909, he created an earthquake machine. So, you know, what is real and what is fake in this reality that we live in? And what I've started to learn is I don't I don't even know if winter is real anymore. 
You know, because for example, here in Arizona, and I know by you in Mexico too, is the only time it starts becoming winter is you see airplanes and they barrage the sky and then all of a sudden it's winter. But if it wasn't like that, like two days ago here, it was 82 and then today it's 51. You know, so you see such changes happening, but the only difference that happened is what's going on in my sky, you know, versus what what was two days ago. But it's 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 a fascinating topic when you get into this one. I always say in, in Mexico, winter doesn't exist. I can still wear shorts uh, and a t-shirt uh, any month of the, the year, which is nice. Uh, we're we're a little over three minutes um, to midnight. You know, uh, what other things are interesting for you? You know. I also think it's interesting to maybe to get your thought on, since you you've been suffering censorship, you know, thoughts on alternative media. Do, are, are you positive on it? You know, we keep taking hits, but we keep rebuilding. You know, BitChute just is rolling out pay shoots. Um, uh, and so thoughts on censorship and uh, the state of alternative media. The censorship is pretty crazy. You know, I mean, for people, if you are not aware of this, I mean, I can't even respond to people on Instagram sometimes. Like it says, my comment has been restricted to protect the community. And it's me just saying like, you know, I hope that, you know, everything is well, or I hope that you enjoy the superfoods or just like whatever. It, it's just random things, you know, and they've even started censoring people in their DM. You know, people will send people a message and they'll say that this message has been restricted to protect the community. I've seen people talk about now that there's cell phones like T-Mobile and Verizon rolling out certain things to try to block text messages. So people are starting to speak in code, you know, and try to text each other and whatever. Um, but yeah, the, you know, the social media, the censorship is pretty heavy. TikTok seems to be just going all out. I, I mean, every video I put up was community guidelines, even if it's just like being healthy. It didn't even matter. Um, but, you know, I've been using a lot of Telegram. I do a lot with Rumble. You know, I used to use BitChute a lot, but for me, BitChute never loaded. It always had loading issues, so I could never upload anything. And I... I didn't know if it was my computer specifically, because I've had things like that happen. But, you know, I was like, well, the platform is, you know, is great. I've heard great things with Odyssey. I've heard great things with Brighteon, you know, uh, Rockfin. You know, there's a lot of different things. And I, and the, the reason I say that it's hard for them to stop everything, you know, that we were talking about in the beginning of this is because there's so many platforms now. You know, you can be all over the place now. And that's when I got deleted the first time for showing all the, you know, the, the professionals telling everybody to take the, you know, the shots and things like that. When, I, when that happened, I just decided I'm going to start putting it everywhere. I'm going to put it on every single platform I can ever think of. And I think that's what people need to realize that we need to do and share things like crazy, but it's very hard, I think, for them to stop everything at the same time. And then after a while, if they do stop it, like YouTube, for example, where you try to search something and nothing comes up, people just stop using it. That's what happens because people are like, well, this platform, I can't even search anything, you know, and it's crazy because like I'll search, let's say, like Cultivate Elevate on YouTube and it'll give me other things. It doesn't even give me what I'm trying to look for. So it's like, why am I going to use this as much anymore? You know, so I've been directing and using a lot more with Telegram, but hmm. I think, you know, they'll try to push a lot, but there's always the opposite. At least that's how I see it. And there's only more people like yourself who are allowing even myself to speak on your platform and information to be shared, which now how are you going to stop all that? You know, it's just, it's, it's changed. Yeah, I've stopped using YouTube pretty much. Um, 30 seconds left, 20. Uh, again, tell us best place to find you. You can find us on Cultivate Elevate, uh, Cultivate Elevate and we have a Telegram, Cultivate Elevate, Rumble, and
and Instagram, uh, Cultivate Elevate and Cultivate Elevate 2. All right. Uh, thanks for coming on, Matt. It was uh, great. Uh, you're welcome back um, anytime. I am signing off. Steve Malberg is up next.